The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Thursday edition of The Yard. Of course, uh, we pushed Wednesday back to today uh, because uh, I was covering Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game practices yesterday. We're going to break that down a little bit later in the show. You know, we get out and go. I I don't sit around making a living on my couch. Maybe some people are are, uh, smart enough or lazy enough, depending on your description, Uh, to do that, but uh, I have not figured out a way to properly evaluate football players without watching them play football. Maybe I'm just not very smart, or maybe I'm just more dedicated than other people. I like to get out and go, but also, too, you know, for us, too, for so many of these young people, you know, the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game is kind of a culmination of our coverage leading International Signing Day. Plus, you never know what you're going to learn when you're down there. You talk to some players, and they're talking to players, and you hear, oh, well, this guy's going to take a visit here. This guy's not going to take a visit there. You learn things that you wouldn't learn sitting on the couch, which is one of the reasons I don't do it. Just so you know, I don't even have a couch. I don't. During COVID, turn my living room into a game room, and now I'm an empty nester. So I got a pool table, a ping pong table, foosball table, uh, a great stand-up video game, and all kind of stuff down there. Because I'm, if I'm sitting down, I'm at the desk. If I'm laying down, I'm in the bed. So either working or sleeping or playing, one of the three. Uh, even eat either in the bed or at the desk. I don't even sit at the dining table. That's the joy of being an empty nester is you can eat when you want, do what you want, walk around the house, uh, you know, with no shirt on if you want. Not doing that now. But you'd be surprised at how many times I do. Because I can uh, but nevertheless, a great show today. Got some new commitments to talk about. Got some pending commitments to talk about. Uh, I want to look back at a couple things from last week, but also to kind of get you prepped a little bit for the weekend. Now, we'll do our best to finalize and confirm the rest of the visitors this evening. We've kind of had a running commentary about that all week, and uh, some names have popped up, and I, I don't like to put them on the list until I confirm it directly with the player. Because I've been burned in the past by that. You know, a source will tell you this and a source will tell you that. But when you, until you confirm it with the player, you don't know for sure. Maybe a guy that plans to visit on Monday come Thursday. Maybe Mississippi State's moved on taking another player or perhaps another school's, uh, you know, jumped in there and taken that visit from us. And so it is an ongoing process. This is the last official visit weekend before – signing day on Wednesday. Now, give you a little programming note here. I'm leaving Sunday. As a matter of fact, I'll be doing official visit stories from the road uh, to Ohio on Sunday. Justin Fromm will be riding shotgun uh, back here at Mission Control, helping us get those visit stories together. But uh, it'll be a busy day, right? And uh, be a lot of work for your good friend and host. And then we'll get up there and uh, probably go ahead and record your Monday show Sunday night. So hopefully... We'll have that show available when you get up on Monday. How about that? I'm going to get up early tomorrow and record your Friday show. Also of note, too, the uh, book signing at noon Friday at Lemuria Books. 
Yeah, in Jackson. So central Mississippi, Bulldogs and people of recovery and just great citizens everywhere. Noon tomorrow, Lemuria Books, When the Bottom Falls book signing. If you need other books, they'll have them. We'll get those signed for you too. In the greater Starkville area on Saturday, 1 to 3, if you're coming to town for basketball, you can swing by Campus Bookmart on your way to Humphrey Coliseum. You get signed books then, leave them in the car. Then go cheer the Bulldogs on the victory. Uh, so a couple things there. I don't know what else I'll do between now and Christmas. It's going to be tough. Maybe some things locally. But uh, we'll do a lot more signings for when the bottom falls once we get into the new year. We'll do a lot of things, baseball and things like that. And of course, uh, I got, you know, I'm so busy chasing all this stuff. Once we get through National Signing Day, then uh, I got some more research and stuff, some interviews to do for uh, The Dude, the biography of Duty Noble. So that's going to be a big part of my January. And then we'll start a writing process uh, sometime in February. Hope to have that book finished for you and edited and printed and published late summer, early September. That's the goal. Uh, but yeah, don't go ahead and get When the Bottom Falls now. If you can't make the town, or perhaps you're looking for that, or my uh, my sports books, you can find them at whenthebottomfalls.com. Everything is there other than the, uh, the poetry book. But all my sports titles and When the Bottom Falls are at the When the Bottom Falls website. Some of you have ordered here in the last week or so, and uh, the folks that run that to handle shipping, they've been in Tennessee for about 10 days. And so they're back today. So they'll begin to get things processing. So you'll probably get an email so that your order's been processed, and then you should expect the book here uh, in a few days. But uh, yeah, you'll have plenty of time for Christmas. So don't don't fret about that. That's 11 days till Christmas. And I don't even know what we're going to do, to be honest with you. I mean, it's just me and the bride here. We had hoped to have our True Rest location open in December. That looks like it's going to be now middle of January. And if you're looking for those gift cards, you can you know, go to True Rest Starkville on Facebook and there's a handy little post there that'll lead you. If you want to buy a float for somebody, you can do that. Cool thing. But yeah, they're finalizing the build out, and then they're going to install the uh, the floats, pods, uh, second week of January. So yeah, so that's that's kind of give you an update on that. I've got a lot of people that ask about that. People are excited, ready to try it, the novelty of it all. I think for many of you, you're going to see it as a staple in life. It's like, you know what, Steve, I, I need this. <laughs> I do. I need it, not just because I have chronic pain or I have anxiety or anything like that. I, I just need some time to myself. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy that. So that's kind of an update on everything going on with me right now. So let's get into some Mississippi State stuff, shall we? Let's thank our friends at Bulldog Burger Company, longtime sponsors of this show. I love Bulldog Burger Company, and one of the main reasons that I love them is I know that I can get a delicious meal whenever I want it. Whenever I go in there and put my feet under their table, I know exactly what to expect. There are a lot of other restaurants I can't say that. When I travel, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. What do I want to get? I don't know. I'm always so excited when I go to Bulldog because uh, I know I'm going to get a great meal at a great price and great portions and amazing service. Amazing service. Three great locations to serve you. University Drive in Star Vegas, Gloucester Street there in Tupelo, Lake Harbor Drive in the Ridge and Flowood area. Be sure and check them out. Ask for the spring rolls. They'll make you and everybody around you better looking. And get that chocolate shake to go. Ride that ride home with a smile. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. All right, since we have been together, Mississippi State has picked up a couple transfer commitments. That's the thing everybody's like, oh, there's all these transfers going out. Uh, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm kind of tired of talking about the guys that are leaving. 
Wish them the best. Appreciate their contributions to Mississippi State. But we're moving forward. And I'm going to encourage you guys to stop freaking out every time a guy gets in the portal. That's the world in which we live in. I'm not going to break it down again and tell you how we're right there in the middle of it or even less than most of our contemporaries in the Southeastern Conference. If you want to freak out about it, you go right ahead. But that's one of those things that's going to happen every single year. Every single year. And it may even get worse. Like if, if you've read up on this, and I'm not going to spill on time on this, if you've read up on this recent decision, there's a 14-day like restraining order against the transfer rules of the NCAA. And here's my, my issue with all of that. And I understand there are a lot of things that are worthy of litigation, but when you make when you join a voluntary organization, you play by their rules, it's not to say you don't get in there and kind of fight to get rules changed that are bad rules. But, guys, if we have unlimited transfers and you can transfer every single year, I mean, it's going to be like junior college. I mean, it is. It's it's not going to be – it's going to be a very, very difficult thing to deal with. So uh, don't get attached. I'm just telling you. They're about to ruin this whole thing. I'm just I'm just telling you. There's too many people out there that are about themselves and about me and all this kind of stuff. And they're not about what's best for the game. And uh, I know it's a get-off-my-lawn moment. People are like, oh, but, you know, but, Steve, you can change jobs whenever you want to. Well, unless I'm under contract, and I am – so I can't just pack up and leave tomorrow. That's not how that works. I'm under contract. Matter of fact, I got three more years on this contract, and I'm sure we'll renew it and extend it before we even get to the final year. So no, I'm not a free agent. I can't just pick up and leave. Maybe you can. I don't know. But when you have a working agreement or a non-compete and things of that nature, it's a little more convoluted than that. Not to mention you've got people that um, you know that work in – you know, executive level positions in some companies, and you know there, there's a lot of legality involved in it. So it's not as easy as some people make it out to be. You know, like you know, well, coach can leave tomorrow, Steve. Yeah, there's a buyout involved in all that stuff too. You know, there's certain language in a contract. You know, some people want anarchy, and some people just want to see the world burn. Uh, I love college athletics, and I, and I didn't think there was enough wrong with it before, but I was wrong, I guess. I didn't maintain the popular opinion. They're like, oh, yeah, everybody should be able to transfer. Okay, cool, let's do that. Oh, well, that's not enough. We should be able to transfer twice. And we're like, okay, under special circumstances, we'll go, no, we want to transfer whenever we want to. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It, at some point, you got to protect the institution and protect the programs that are putting money in the coffers. That's just how I see it. You want my honest opinion? We've become too student-athlete conscious. It's the truth. That's how I see it. But all that I understood, we got some incoming transfers. Uh, We picked up, fresh off a a short visit to Mississippi State's campus, former North Carolina defensive lineman uh, Kedrick Bingley-Jones out of Concord, North Carolina, 6'4", 305 pounds, uh, prepped at Providence State High School right there in Charlotte, North Carolina. He's a guy that uh, Dave Turner had some connections with. We talked about him on uh, jeanspage.com message boards. Uh, not surprised that he committed. Now, as a prospect out of high school, very highly regarded. He was a four-star prospect, rated a 92 in the 247 sports rankings. And then the composite, and the composite, of course, takes into account the ranking of four different networks because he was a 93.31. This guy was considered a can't-miss guy. He was 151st in the country 
nationally. Well, that's usually how it works in the country, right? Uh, the sixth rated player in the state of North Carolina, and he went to UNC and just, you know, things just did not go the way they had hoped. Been banged up a little bit. Uh, as a redshirted in 2020, so that year doesn't count. He doesn't have a COVID year available when it's all said and done, but he is a redshirt sophomore. Uh, his 2021 season, he was a redshirt freshman, uh, played in 11 games as a reserve, made one tackle, uh, would have played in 2020, but got a little bit banged up. In 2022, played in 11 games as a reserve on defense and special teams, had five tackles, and uh, appeared in the ACC championship game against Clemson. And so he was playing you know, in the rotation uh, later in the year. The 2023 season, again, kind of banged up again, just uh, you know, a couple tackles on the year, and he just needs a reset. And so we're taking a chance, and people are like, but Steve, you know, we need this guy and that guy. Listen, I get it. We also need some two-deepers. This is a guy that had a tremendous amount of potential out of high school. It did not materialize in North Carolina. Perhaps a change of scenery will do him good. And when you begin to think about Calvin Dinkins and Trevion Williams coming back, and then you've got this guy, too, that could be a two-deeper for you, uh, it's an upgrade in many respects. But uh, we need more production from him than he has presented so far in his college career. And, again, injuries have played a part in that. Uh, but we're happy to have him and uh, needed to get some guys on a defensive line. we got to get some depth. We do. We'd love to get a difference maker, but we got to at least get some depth. Uh, now, earlier today, Ethan Miner, one of last weekend's visitors, and I'll, I'll catch up with him hopefully this afternoon. We've uh, traded some text messages and just have not been able to get together. Uh, on Sunday, we, I thought we were going to be able to talk, and he was getting on an airplane, and just it didn't work out. The last of the visitors for us, we've talked to everybody else. Uh, and then we traded some texts with him. But uh, So Ethan Miner out of uh, Connecticut, right? Had a, out of West Hartford, Connecticut, a product of Kingswood Oxford High School. Out of high school, he had Navy and Arkansas State. He opted for Arkansas State. Went there, had three, three seasons. The last one was just okay. He goes in a portal, ends up at North Texas. And uh, was one of the highest-rated centers in the country, according to Pro Football Focus. You know, they, they track all that stuff. Uh, and so, and again, a lot of that stuff, too, is just kind of layman terms. They do the best they can, but uh, PFF's one of the best analytical companies out there. Uh, they have him evaluated and rated as, I think, the number two transfer prospect at the center position. And now he's headed to Mississippi State. Of course, he was with John Cooper there. Uh, at North Texas, they've got a great relationship. He's also married and got four dogs. Uh, so he had to think about that. It's one of the things I'm eager to talk to him about. And when he had to make a decision, it was a two-person decision. Yeah, he had to think about what's best for he and his wife, not just, okay, well, I'm going to go down here and party. No, this is a guy that's uh, looking for the opportunity to live his dream and play in the Power Five and uh, to advance his education and then maybe get to the next level. But either way, uh, he's going to be a bulldog. And so when you start beginning to add these things up, right, you start thinking, well, Steve, here's where we are. Here's what we have. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to keep up with. And even though it's my living, sometimes it's difficult. I'll be honest with you. I mean, between Mississippi and Alabama All-Star practice yesterday, and then you've got new visitors and uh, trying to confirm those visits, there is a lot to keep up with. In addition to that, we're still looking for one more assistant coach. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that person's probably coaching – probably coaching in the uh, in the playoff for a major bowl game. So he had three transfer ends so far, Ethan Miner from North Texas, 
Kendrick, Kendrick Bingley Jones, and then Blake Shapin. And those coming to you by way of North Texas, North Carolina, and Baylor. Uh, also got some Mississippi State commitments here playing in some All-Star games. Bulldog fans, rodeo season is here. I tried the Dixie National Rodeo. Get ready to roll, man. And uh, I remember being a kid, that was like the biggest highlight for us. My grandmother would get us tickets every year, and me and my brother would wear our cowboy outfits. We'd put our boots on, have our chaps, our vest, and we'd go up there, and just in case one of the cowboys got a little bit scared to get on a horse or a bull, we were willing to do it. Yeah, for sure. Guys, boots aren't just for going out to a country western bar and doing a little boot scooting. Maybe you got a little Texas two-step in your game. Tacovas can make you look better than ever. Absolutely. And here's the deal, too. That's the thing. The versatility of Tacovas is you can wear them somewhere nice or you can live life where you don't go gently. That's what Tacovas does for you. Yeah, it's a rugged, handsome boot. It's my favorite boot brand, and it should be yours too. Be sure and check them out. Tacovas believes in Western for all people, and you can feel that when you go into their stores, when you walk in, you'll be greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink, and maybe even an adult beverage if you prefer, and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of Tacovas boots. You can get custom leather stamping or branding, whatever you need to make it feel somewhat individual. Look up your closest store at tecovis.com. But if you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And you know what, partner? Point your toes west. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to Nerd Wallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your own money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every single year. Managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. Putting away more money for retirement since I'm not going to do this podcast forever. Sorry, folks. And also boosting my credit score since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. Saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It loves a good plot twist. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines could have on your life. Weekly financial check-ins with smart money help you spend more time doing what matters and less time worrying about what doesn't. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Games out there. And uh, based on what I'm hearing, you're going to see uh, an uptick in the rankings of 247. I want to explain something else, too, because there was a little bit of controversy yesterday. And I did my best to be a bit of an educator as best I could. 
So the 247 composite, this is one thing that I've told people in the network. It's like we want the benefit of people saying 247 composite, but we don't want the referat that goes along with it sometimes. Okay, so Michael Van Buren commits to Mississippi State, and immediately he drops in a 247 sports composite. So people start pointing the finger at 247 sports, which is the network that which Gene's Page is an affiliate for. We are the Mississippi State affiliate. I own the website. Contrary to popular belief, Gene's Page, Inc., is my property. I own it. Nobody else. I'm the sole proprietor of that operation. We signed an affiliate agreement with 247. Uh, after the merger, we have re-opt with them uh, here in the last uh, 16 months or so. We are extremely happy here. One of the com- complaints that I've had, though, is uh, you know I- I'm a former evaluator. I guess I'm still out evaluating kids, but I don't do it at the level I used to. But I've told them I want to see it at the table. I at least want to be heard, right? And so I have been heard, and there are some rankings that we're going to see uh, an uptick in. A lot of it, too, is just, you know, hey, I appreciate the 247 evaluator for coming out and spending some time with us at Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Practices. He was back at Mississippi again this morning. You know, there's some people that just come do, do a drive-by, right? They'll come by and just say, hey, we saw so-and-so, and the five stars all look good, and they never mentioned the rest of the kids, right? Uh, so back to this Michael Van Buren thing, and it made Twitter, and uh, and I get it. There are a lot of people, often in error but never in doubt, right? And it's people are like, hey, two four seven dropped Michael Van Buren. Two four seven Sports. I've got it right here in front of me. I have his profile pulled up, and that's the thing at two four seven. We have transparency in the rankings. You can pull up a kid's profile, and they're in the two four seven Sports composite. There is a little clock. And you can click that clock. It's called the Recruit Rank History. So I'm going to run this by you here real quick just to make sure we all understand. Okay. So Michael Van Buren uh, debuted at a 94.26 in the composite, the 126th ranked player in the country. And he moved all the way up to a 96.26. And then after he commits to Mississippi State, he drops from the 179th player in the country to 229. He dropped 50 spots after he committed to Mississippi State. You say, but Steve, why would 247 do that? 247 didn't. We had nothing to do with it. So you click, when you look at the 247 Sports Composite, I'm in the rankings history from Michael Van Buren. This information is available to you, whether you are a subscriber or not. And just because I'm a publisher and an owner of a website, it's not proprietary information that only I have access to that you don't. You have access to this information. So please allow me to educate you on how to use it. You pull up Michael Van Buren's profile. You click on the little clock, and there's going to be the 247 Sports Composite, and there's going to be the top 247. And that's what 247 ranked this player. So we're going to look at this together, shall we? So Michael Van Buren debuted at a 90 on 247 Sports April the 6th of 2022. He maintained that ranking all the way up to November the 16th of 2022, not 23, 2022, and he dropped all the way from a 90 to an 89. He maintained that 89 89 ranking all the way through 2022 and all the way up to 2023. And even though he committed to Mississippi State, he remains an 89. There are a lot of people out there that don't understand how the ranking works, and because our name is attached to the composite, people automatically assume there's something 247 happened. 
Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to win every argument, but if something like that ever happened to one of our kids, and sometimes it does, I get on the phone and people have to deal with me. And maybe only you can imagine what that's like. But in this situation here, our network is blamed for something we didn't do. And so you can go do the research yourself and you'll find out there was another network and I won't name the network. You do your own homework here. Another network within 48 hours of Michael Van Buren committing to Mississippi State, they dropped his ranking significantly. Significantly. Now, they'll, they'll tell you they want your business, but then as soon as the kid commits, what, what changed in Michael Van Buren's profile between Friday when he was an undeclared prospect until Monday. What happened? Well, he committed to Mississippi State. So why would his ranking drop so significantly? Uh, you'll have to ask them. But I can defend our guys, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that every time that I do. I'm also not going to tell you always how the sausage is made. I, I can tell you there are some people at 247 Sports, when it comes to these rankings, uh, I am confident they hate to see Steve Robertson's name pop up on their phone. Because they know, number one, I'm going to be a little agitated. And uh, secondly, I'm going to be pretty much educated on kind of where we are. You know, I'm going to say, hey, here's what you did. Here's what we have. As a matter of fact, uh, earlier this year, I went through the rankings for the past three classes. And I detailed everything that happened. And not only did I speak to the guy that evaluates Mississippi, I spoke to a national evaluator and the director of scouting. And I pled my case. Eventually, my email and my data made it into the hands of CBS Interactive, the parent company. And so if you think for one second that I'm going I'm to sit here and just let our quarterback get downgraded, it's got nothing to do with us. We're the ones that take the bath for it, but it had nothing to do with us. And I can tell you I am extremely happy with 247 Sports. Their business model has worked exceptionally well for us. Uh, there are some things we can do better, for sure. There are some things we at Jeans Page can do better. Uh, but I will say this. I think part of it, too, is just establishing some credibility with people. You know, I remember I, Mark Barton Simmons, when I was with Scout and Barton was uh, running Scouting for 247, we talked. And more times than not, it was him reaching out to me because even though he was from a competing network, he was like, hey, I just want to compare some notes on some kids. And I appreciate the dialogue. Because there are sometimes guys they can see that I can't see. Of course, now Barton is, uh, you know, working for Clark Lee at Vanderbilt now. You know, and so, uh, you know, we'll see how things go there in that respect. But I just wanted to address that and try to explain it as best I can. And you can pull it up for any player that's been in the top 247. They all have the little clock. There's transparency in what we do. Now, I'm not always a part of that. When I go see a player, and I, and I had a discussion today, this morning, I get a phone call. I'm sitting here working on my updates. I get a phone call that says, hey, I know you're at Mississippi, Alabama, all-star practices. Let's talk about some kids. Who'd you like? Who did this? What you think about so-and-so? And so not only did I have a seat at the table, I was able to speak my piece. Now, that doesn't mean they're just going to listen to everything Steve Robertson says and say, okay, well, let's just adjust the rankings based on Steve. Basically, what they're doing is making sure let's get – the widest range of opinions we can get here to ensure that we've got these kids ranked correctly. And there are a few that we don't. 
Uh, Fred Fat Clark's one of them. Fat's an 85. He needs to move up. And he will. There's no question about it. He will. TJ Lockhart's an 87. I don't know that he shouldn't get a nice little bump. San Frisco McGee, same deal. And you look, well, what's changed with Frisco? Well, Frisco just committed to Mississippi State. So why would he get a bump up, right? Because that goes against the narrative. Now, I can't tell you what other networks are going to do. I can tell you in my experience, and people forget this, man. I've, I've been writing about Mississippi State since 1997. I joined Gene's page in 2001. I began covering recruiting in 2004. And eventually went to work for Scout.com directly, did some work on the side for Gene, worked for Fox Sports. And I can tell you the people that are evaluating these players nine times out of ten, because there are some people out there just sketchy. But nine times out of ten, they want to get it right so they can come back later when these kids get drafted and say, see, I told you so. And I worked with Scott Kennedy and Jamie Newberg, who were some of the godfathers of this industry. Are there some people out there that train rankings for access? You better believe they do. I don't believe that's the case of 247. One thing that I'll tell you, in recent years, they've shaken some things up. You know, the guys that do the evaluations – don't talk to recruits. I think that's a very no, noble concept. It's one thing to be able to talk to a recruit because, well, here's what happens. I don't care how long you've been doing this. You start maybe befriending recruits, you know, because, hey, there's this big four- and five-star kid. You want to be able to announce their, their commitment. You know, you want to break that big news. It's going to get you a ton of clicks and hits or whatever. And so the higher they're ranked, the bigger the story is. The more the bigger blue blood type programs that are involved when a kid, you know, the more likely you are to break a big story and get a ton of uh, views from that. And so at 247, we kind of said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a list of evaluators together. And this isn't just Joe Fan. Okay, we've got one guy, I won't mention his name, but he was the director of personnel at a Pac-12 university. A guy that did this for a living for a college football program. And that's one of the people that's involved in all this. And so I want you to kind of – I wanted to pull the curtain back a little bit today and try to explain this to you. Like, so when I was with Scout, I had to uh, – every 30 days when, when I first became the guy in Mississippi, there was another guy that called himself the Mississippi Scout, and he, he got to plead his case every once in a while, but that, that was really more in, uh, in, in name than, than in duty, right? Uh, but I had to send – every 30 days I had to send in my rankings to a guy named Miller Saferit. And uh, Miller now works for ESPN. I love Miller, North Carolina guy, through and through. Uh, Miller may not have been the best evaluator, but Miller was the guy you had to kind of beat him in the argument. So then I would take my top 25, and sometimes I would go deeper. I'd always go 50 or 60 because I wanted to include kids that might have an upward mobility later. It's like, well, all of a sudden Mississippi State offers, and now you're talking about this kid? No, I had this kid on my top 50 before. And, and I would publish the list for you all to see because I believe in transparency. It's true. Well, then Miller leaves the company, goes to ESP, and Chad Simmons comes in. Chad's now with another network. I love Chad. I consider Chad a friend. If Chad Simmons called me and said he was having trouble, I'd get in the car and go help him. Uh, and Chad and I have had some royal arguments over the years about rankings, but uh, same situation. I would send my top, you know, 25, 30, 40 kids, 
And then he would kind of look at my top 15. Then it would go to the national desk. If they, he kind of agreed with where I had those guys. And he'd move some guys around based on his own evaluation. And then it would go to uh, the national desk. And then they would pick from there. And those guys would be part of the Scout 300. So it was a grassroots movement. But you had a collective opinion of about four to five people before these kids got ranked. And there was a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of red tape. And it was one thing I loved about 247. is like if I had a kid that I thought was a mid-level three-star, a high-level three-star, a kid that wasn't going to be in our top 247, I'd say, hey, I think this kid's probably an 88. Will you take a look? And uh, sometimes I'd get a response back and said, yeah, I love this kid. I think he's actually an 89. Or maybe he's even a four-star. But more times than not, they'd say, yeah, he's probably 87, 88. And so it was a little bit easier to get those guys ranked. You didn't have to wait for the next update and things like that. There was a lot to it. Uh, but I wanted you guys to understand that. And, of course, you know, it's it's something that we put a lot of time and effort into. And all of a sudden, somebody else makes an arbitrary decision with another network, and it impacts how a kid's rated in the composite ranking. And I don't think a lot of people understand how that works. And one thing I think is important to understand And uh, I have not always been the biggest of gentlemen when it's companies' rankings because uh, I think it's so funny. You know, there's a couple networks out there. They have not had boots on the ground in the state of Mississippi since I don't know when. But they expect you to take their ranking seriously. It's true. It's true. I remember, I won't say which network it was, but you can do the math because it was before, uh, let's just say it was before 247 and On3 were a thing. I guess 247 had just started up. I'm at the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star practice that year. And I had a guy from another network walk up to me and said, hey, which one is Chris Jones? I thought to myself, fella, if you can't walk out here and see Chris Jones considered the number two player in the country and should have been number one, a five-star player, if you can't pick him out of that lineup at a high school All-Star game, you got no business out here. I didn't say that. That's what I'm thinking. Not to mention the fact, too, it was incredible. And I've had some people want to argue me down about this, and they're full of you-know-what. Before Huddle existed, and in the infancy of Huddle, you know, that's back when we used to, we owned our own, we owned our own video company. We would go out and video players. We had uh, seven videographers for us so every Friday night. We were on the road videoing high schools and uh, most years we would view uh, we would record over 120 high schools in Mississippi and then we would sell that video uh, to schools and so we had video of Chris Jones before anybody did anybody and then the day that we put his video out there all of a sudden two networks rank him as a five-star and people are like oh well so-and-so saw no they didn't no, they didn't. And you can go back and, um, part, pardon me, I hit the mic. I get aggravated. I, thought, I can't talk without using my hands. But they had no video. And so how are you ranking the kid? You haven't seen him in person. You haven't seen video. And so what are you basing your evaluation on? And again, it's kind of like how I open the show. I, I don't know how these people are just smarter than me, I guess. Nah, they're just having somebody else tell them. They're just going by word of mouth. Instead of getting in the car, going to a high school football game, going to a camp, watching a guy play in person. And, you know, I know it's a novel concept, but, you know, in the spring you can actually get in the car and go watch a kid practice. Yeah, and go get his picture. And you might even be able to interview him if you're nice to his coach. 
And so those are the things that I have done in my career. And there are some other people out there that, again, they're just apparently smarter than me that never see the kids play. Oh, they'll run down to the local high school. You know, it's true. They'll, they'll, they'll stay in their backyard. Uh, guys, we went to – just me and the bride personally, uh, we went and saw Caleb Dozier play. And ultimately, you know, he moves on from Mississippi State. And uh, I hate it. Love Caleb. Wish him the best. It's true. Uh, went and saw Jacory White play and several other players. And so I, I say all that because, you know, some people think you graduate. And say, so, you know, Steve, I mean, hey, now you're the owner, the publisher of the site. I mean, you know, you still got to get out there and go do all this recruiting stuff you did for all these years? Well, yeah. And it's not just because I have to. It's because I want to. I didn't have to go to Hattiesburg yesterday. I wanted to go to Hattiesburg yesterday. And you know what else we did on our way down there? I called David Johnson at Rebels 247. I said, hey, Dave, I, I, are you guys coming to Hattiesburg? No. Hey, can I help you out with some pictures? Who do you need new pictures of? Can we get some bio page pictures for you? I'll get some action shots if we can. I want, I'm not going to interview any of your kids because I don't want your, your people to be upset. But we're more than happy to go get some art for you because we're a team. And he goes, hey, you know, and, and our competitors are not going to have anybody down there either. I said, cool. I'm happy to help you out. Because I also know Dave Johnson will return the favor to me. There was a time, and, and the bride and I were talking about this yesterday, I only had a handful of kids to interview. And I told her, I said, you know, I used to be down here for two and a half days. Whether it be Montgomery or Mobile or Hattiesburg or wherever. I would show up Wednesday afternoon for the afternoon practice, let them get through the morning and kind of get all the, you know, get the rust kicked off, and I would stay all the way to Thursday afternoon. I'd take in five practice sessions, and I'd interview all 40 players, even if they were committed to Mississippi State or not. didn't matter who they were. Between me and everybody else down there, we would make sure every kid got an updated bio page picture, every kid got a feature story done. This game matters to me. It does. I want to win the game. I also understand, too, there are a lot of young people out there not going to play in a Southeastern Conference. But you know what? If I go out there and treat that kid with some dignity and respect when his coach does have a kid that's going to be a four- and five-star type kid, it's going to be an SEC kid, he's going to remember that I showed some love and respect to that kid. I had some guys yesterday, wife's walking around with a camera, like, hey, can I get a picture? Can I up to my 247 profile? Guys, there was a Southern Miss commitment. I don't know where the picture came from. It was awful, awful. I take a lot of pride in what we do. And so he comes up, he goes, hey, I'm a three-star committed to Southern Miss. I said, let's get your picture then. You know what that means to that kid? What did it take us? Ten seconds to take a picture, maybe about two minutes to edit it, 30 seconds to upload it. Made that kid's day, man. I understand the gravity of it all. There's a reason I've been at the same place for as long as I have. And it's not because I hadn't had opportunities, because everybody in this industry tried to hire me at some point. And so I, I say that not to give you my resume, but to make sure you understand it's important to get out and go. Yesterday, there were so many junior college coaches, and I think every junior college in the state was represented yesterday. Those relationships are invaluable to us. To be able to talk to those guys, hey, what do you think about this kid? What do you know about this kid? You know, not to mention you ask them about their own kids. Or I could sit on the couch. Maybe that's what you guys want. Maybe, maybe I should just sit at home and play fake expert. I'm just not built that way, guys. I'm going to get out and go. And that's just me. 
All right, time for today's top 10 list. As always, brought to you by CloseWithBlair.com. That's C-L-O-S-E with Blair, B-L-A-I-R.com. Guys, Blair is your friend in the mortgage industry. It is a very, very important decision who you entrust your mortgage to. You say, you know what, I can go down to a local bank. Yeah, you can. There's a lot of local banks doing a great job, but maybe you don't fit their underwriting guidelines. Why not deal with somebody like Blair Chandler? Recently made the move to Priority One Mortgage. 22 years of experience in the industry. Blair's a bulldog too. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about your money going through his hands and into his pocket and into uh, another school's collective, right? I think about those things. <laughs> Give Blair a call or text today at 601-500-2344. 601-500-2344. That goes directly to him. That's not a receptionist. That's not a call center. That's directly to Blair Chandler. So whether you're looking to refinance, whether you're looking to buy a home for the first time, or maybe you're getting transferred and say, you know what, Steve, I don't, I don't know who to turn to. Yes, you do. Blair Chandler at CloseWithBlair.com, a proud sponsor of the show. All right, I'm always looking for new bands, always. We talk a lot of classic rock here. Uh, yesterday after uh, the afternoon practice at Mississippi Alabama All-Star Game, Stop by Starbucks, do a little work. You know, we get done, go in there, plug in a laptop, grab some coffee, start packing out some content. Did that J.J. Harrell uh, interview, uh, transcription, and video upload right there at Starbucks and Hardy Street. They don't have a, a strange brew in Hattiesburg. All right, so go ahead and save your, your DMs. I'm a strange brew loyalist. However, I needed to go somewhere that had free Wi-Fi and a plug-in and some coffee. It's a long day. I had to get up early and get down there. Uh, but uh, ran into a Boneyard listener there. And he goes, matter of fact, Steve, I was just listening to you, and uh, I won't embarrass him by using his name, but thank you very much for coming up and saying hello. And he goes, you know, Steve, one of the things I love about the Boneyard is my two favorite things. It's Mississippi State. A lot of times it's metal. Yeah. Uh, told me last year I was wearing a Skid Row hoodie. He's, I saw Skid Row a couple years ago with Striper. How about that? So here's a band that... Basically, I would describe them as kind of black crows with more of an edge. So if you like rock music, I think this will tickle you right where you want it. It's a band called the L.A. Maybe. Got just enough influence from, say, Guns N' Roses. And then a little bit of Marshall Tucker tucked in there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great, man. I, I love them. And uh, brand new band, they actually came out in 2021, I guess. They used to be a Journey cover band, tribute band. And so they could still play Journey. And uh, big time voice for the singer, uh, based out of North Carolina. It's a six-man group called the L.A. Maybe. Just kind of stumbled across them. I dig them, and I said, you know what? Let me share these guys with the Boneyard listeners. Because many of you are thinking, you know, Steve, I like a new band to listen to. I can listen to Motley every day, and I'm ready for some new material. But I like to hear new bands and hear what's kind of going on out there. And I'll be honest with you, I, I love the, um, you know, the over-processed sound in music today. Like, I love the Architects, and I like uh, Bad Omens, Love Sleep Theory, as you guys know. And so I like all that, but sometimes I just want to hear something maybe a little more pure, a little less processed, just guys that plug in and play. And that's what you get with this band, the L.A. Maybe. So here are my top 10 tracks from a band called the L.A. Maybe. They have a full-length album out. 
called Damn Dirty Tricks. And then they've got a brand new EP they just dropped earlier this year uh, called uh, Shout Fire. It's a five-song EP on LXIX Music. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, here you go. From that EP, there's this very, very, very Guns N' Roses type track called Down to Fight. And that's me and you, right? Not with each other. But we're ready to get shoulder to shoulder and back to back and throw haymakers that we need to. But Down to Fight, a great track, very aggressive, in your face. Uh, going to the debut album, it's a great track called Oh Sugar. Like this one too, real southern rock vibe in the beginning. Uh, simple, straight ahead, just great rock and roll. Number eight on the list, uh, kind of a power ballad reminiscent of the late 80s. Opens up with this great little 12-string arrangement. Kind of builds and builds and builds. It's a really cool song called The Long Road. That's your number eight track today. All right, number seven, also from that debut album, is a great track. I believe it's the second single on that album, if memory serves me correct. Yeah, it's uh, the second single. It's called Sucker Punch, also track number two on that album. And it's it's quite the ride, right? I mean, it's like the guitars get going. It's good driving music. Uh, just very, very good straight ahead twos and fours. It just really, really kind of gets you right where rock and roll does. All right, number six. This is off the uh, the EP, the second song on the EP. Really dig this one a lot. I think the composition's incredible. It's a track called Play Hard. We could probably use that in a Mississippi State demo. Play Hard. That's who we are. We may not always be the most talented, but you better bring a lunch pail when you take on us because they got to play us. Number five, some dual guitars to open this thing. And this goes back to the Damn Dirty Tricks album from 2021. Great track. Uh, got some explicit lyrics in it, you know, but uh, it's about a girl, you know, and uh, sometimes uh, tracks about girls uh, make you want to use profanity, but it's uh, She's Reckless. You're number five. Number four, on that same album, the first single that was released, the debut single for the LA Maybe, it's a track called Fake. And uh, when you pull this up on your iTunes, it's not going to have the little star next to it to designate it as a song that you should uh, have of interest. But I'm going I'm to put a star on it right here and now. This is a great one. Uh, another just good straight-ahead rock and roll track. Really, really like this one. Number three on your list is the uh, lead song on the Shout Fire EP. Great, great, great song called Sirens. Again, just good rock and roll. And uh, vocally, I think it's one of the stronger performances on the two albums that we have from them so far. Number two, though, probably a very poignant song in many respects. And uh, all of us have gone through this. There's a great video for this, and they're up on the riverbanks, and uh, they're playing, and... Um, Obviously, just kind of pantomime a little bit there in, in videos as people normally do. But uh, this is a song that was inspired by the lead singer. Uh, he had uh, a friend that committed suicide. And uh, we've all been there. And whether it's somebody that killed themselves or somebody that died certain early in life, this is one of those things that's kind of dedicated to their memory. And I think you're really going to dig it. I would have put it number one, but you know, I don't like having Bowers number one. But it's a great track called When I'm Gone. It's not a cover of the 
uh, Three Doors Down track. It's their own original track, When I'm Gone, number two. But number one, the first song on the Damn Dirty Tricks album, it's Mr. Danger. I really like this one a lot. Again, some Guns N' Roses in it, some Black Crows in it, even some, uh, you know, maybe some, some Blackberry Smoke in it. But it doesn't matter if you like straight ahead rock and roll, if you like Southern rock and roll, if you like a little more modern stuff, if you like 80s stuff. I think this is a band that kind of appeals to everybody. I do. And I think that they have uh, a really wide range of appeal. There are so many bands out there today that people are so heavy and are screaming and people are like, I, don't, I can't get into that. But they still like this stuff too. And there's other people out there that's like, well, I like a little bit of a country twang in my rock and roll, Steve. I like to have a little down-home Southern stuff. You got that too. And you're like, Steve, I just like guys who can plug in their guitars and get up on stage and they got long hair and tattoos and they just kind of rip. You know what? That's these guys for you too. So no matter your thought about rock music, no matter what your favorite genre is, I think the L.A. maybe is worth your time and effort. And uh, skip through our list. You can find it on Spotify under the handle Dogmatic67. It's D-A-W-G-M-A-T-I-C-6-7. And uh, follow Roy on Twitter, too. So if you don't do Spotify, you can kind of keep up with their list. But uh, I like introducing new bands, you know, when we can. And I think it's important that, because I'm a firm believer in this, when you stop buying new music, that's when you grow old. That's my personal opinion. Maybe you disagree. And so I like to keep it fresh. I like to keep you guys abreast of new bands that I hear. And this is one that just kind of tickles the fancy a little bit. So you know what? These guys are pretty good. And maybe you don't know this. Do you know who the uh, top rock band in 2023 was recently? I think it's Billboard that named them. It's a band from Britain called the Arctic Monkeys. And guys, I did my best. I did. I skipped around listening to seven, eight tracks. I just don't get it. If this is the direction that, that rock music is going, uh, I, I think we go ahead and uh, you know, load up the hearse and plan the funeral because I don't think that's correct. And then I hear a band like L.A. Maybe. I'm like, you know what? These guys deserve a bigger audience. So what do we do? Well, we've got a platform here on the show. You know, we get over uh, two and a half million downloads a year. So what if we can take these guys and let's introduce them. And if I got to pick between going to see the Arctic Monkeys or the L.A. Maybe, I'm going to see the L.A. Maybe. That's just me. Maybe you see things differently. But be sure and check them out. If you have an idea for the top ten list, reach out and let us know. Uh, best way to do that is to hit up Roy on Twitter. If you don't do Twitter, you can find him on other forms of social media. I'm on all forms of social media at Scout Steve R. Uh, so be sure and check in with us there. All the latest updates, all of our free content, our VIP content, everything is shared on Twitter. Uh, and sometimes, too, there'll be some things that'll break, some brand new news. Uh, and Twitter, more times than not, it's the place we do it. Matter of fact, when they, they show me the, uh, the analytics all the time of where you know, our clicks come from, you know, what, what drives traffic to our site. We do better on Twitter than just about every other SEC school. There's a couple of them out there that are, that are right there with us, kind of depending on the month. There's some other SEC programs that don't do hardly anything on Twitter. I think it says a lot about our fan base. We've got a really big following for Mississippi State on Twitter. Uh, as you guys know, we fought the Twitter wars, and we don't like to talk about that. It's a very difficult time in our history. But, uh, you know, we fought the Twitter wars Hand in hand, we did, and we won. We came out the other side of it. I don't know where all the good old Miss Trolls have gone. I, re I really don't. And i tell you this, too. I remember in the beginning, you know, I was so happy to have followers. I would just kind of let them hang around, and I'd just mute them. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm blocking like poor Jock Womack these days. I mean, if some if old, some old Miss fan comes in and says something stupid, they're done. I mean, I'm just going to block them. You know, what do I have to gain 
uh, by putting up with that nonsense. And that's absolutely nothing. So people are like, oh, well, you're giving them the satisfaction of being blocked. Well, if, if that's a great thing, I'll, I'll print it out and I'll sign it for you too. You know, life is too short and death is too certain to put up with that kind of nonsense. And I, I just don't do it. And listen, Ole Miss doesn't have the corner of the market on crappy fans. I mean, you know, we've got some people that are pretty crummy at sometimes too. You know, and I, and I say that with as much love and notoriety as I can for those people because of the fact I think it's it's one of those things too. Sometimes we just want to be cute on Twitter so we can go back and tell our friends, oh, well, I said this. So who cares, man? Do something with your life. Is that Did anybody aspire to be a Twitter troll? Is that what you, when you were a kid, it's like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to go work for world peace. I want to go into politics. What do you want to do? Well, I want to talk trash to people on Twitter. No, oh, congratulations. You don't need an education to do that. It takes no special skill. Anybody can be a jerk on social media. I just, you know, I just don't have the patience for it anymore. I guess I'm getting old. You know, I get maybe the fact that I got so many followers now, but it's one of those things that you jump in there and get stupid, I'm just going to block you. It's just, you know, that's, I'm only going to deal with it once. Used to be a different story. Used to be different. Maybe, you, maybe you're better than me. Yeah, maybe you are. I don't know. But, uh, I just know that you were following me and I wasn't following you, right? But uh, there's always some Ole Miss persons. It doesn't matter what we do. And, and one of the things I do occasionally, like I saw this today, like Ethan Miner commits and Rian already had a story, get ready to go. And I'm supposed to talk to, to, uh, to Ethan a little bit later because I'm trying to do a big feature on his commitment. Things are different with him being an older guy. But, uh, but we tweet the article out and this guy jumps in. Oh, well, this guy looks like he was born to play at Mississippi State. What's that supposed to mean, Right. Because he has a cross on his face and he's got the beard, we'll take that guy every day, right? It's just so funny to me. Like people always expose themselves for being the idiots they are, and social media is just giving them a platform to do it. And the best and worst thing about social media is that anybody can use it, right? You just go sign up for a free account. You can get all your latest news. You can follow your favorite celebrities, and you get on Instagram, and you can see, you know, pictures of hot chicks or hot dudes, whatever your preference is. I don't know. Maybe you, want, maybe you like sunsets. Maybe you like bird watching. I don't know. You can watch any of that stuff for free. And the flip side of it is a lot of people on there are just there to cause trouble because there's just so much wrong in their lives. You're like, oh, I'm going to hold this person accountable. You're not in any position to do so. It's just what you tell yourself. Yeah, you really told me. Yeah. Once. Yeah. That kind of stuff just doesn't bother me. I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm not. You may. But I'm not. Uh, so be sure and uh, check us out on social media, at Scout Steve R. Uh, I, I try to go, as soon as the new media platform comes out, I try to go ahead and grab that just in case that media platform takes off. But there's a lot, there's so many things out there these days. I'm just primarily uh, Twitter and Facebook. I do get on Instagram occasionally. I just don't po- post much content over there. But, um, yeah, come by and check us out. Uh, we love you guys, man, and appreciate your support. I have a top 10 list in the Boneyard all these many years. All right, let's take a few minutes here and thank our friends at Campus Bookmart. I tell you, I will be there Saturday from uh, 1 to 3. 1 to 3 on Saturday, that's Campus Bookmart here in Starkville. Uh, They have all six of my books there. So come by if you need to complete your collection or start your collection or just add to your collection. Uh, I will be there. We can smile, take a picture. We can talk Mississippi State. We can talk recruiting. And uh, you can get some books signed for the great Bulldog fans in your life. Maybe you're buying a gift for yourself. Yeah, but When the Bottom Falls is doing great, uh, better than we anticipated. And I uh, appreciate so many of you uh, that have bought the book. If you haven't bought the book, you can come by and meet me in person. 
and uh, get your book signed Saturday on your way to the basketball game at Campus Bookmark 1-3. to But it's not just about me. It's about the fine selection of Mississippi State merchandise that you're going to find at Campus Bookmark. Nobody's going to have a better selection. A lot of people make that claim. They can't back it up, though, because I know Miss Kathy Brown. Uh, I know Barbara. I know uh, Susie. They're such a great team of people, man. Go by and see their smiling faces next time you're in Starkville. If you can't make the town, visit them on the World Wide Web at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That's BSR. And you know what it stands for? Beautiful Steve Robertson. That gets you free shipping on all orders over 75 bucks. Any order less than 75 bones, absolutely incomplete. Again, that's campusbookmart.net. All right, let's talk a little bit about what I saw yesterday. Um, so let's start at quarterback. I read an article about this, but I want to expand on this a little bit. Quarterback play in Mississippi historically has been okay. More times than not, we just kind of take the best athlete and put them at quarterback so they can touch the football as many times as possible. We've run a ton of uh, you know zone read over the years. Run a lot of spread. In recent years, we've seen more air raid concepts run. And a lot of that boils down to protection. It's difficult to put together. Uh, cohesive offensive line on a high school level to be able to throw the football as much as some of these schools do. So there's some modification to that. Uh, so sometimes our quarterback play is kind of sketchy. You also have to factor in these all-star games. We mentioned the guys get there on Tuesday. You get two practices on Wednesday, two on Thursday, and a walkthrough on Friday. So it's basically five practices, and, and four of them are full practices. And even with that, I mean, you're just kind of thudding up. You're not even really playing football. And so our, our coaches on both sides, Mississippi and Alabama, they basically have two and a half days to put together an offensive line, kind of figure out who fits where and kind of get those guys playing together. So the chances of developing any cohesion or chemistry is next to none. It's just the truth. So that impedes a lot of your offensive performance. It's difficult to block. It's difficult to pass protect. There's a lot of rules you have to factor in as far as these pressures and blitzes go, and, and there's, it's, it's nuts how it all works. And that absolutely impacts your quarterback play. That's why it's so important to have guys that are dual-threat quarterbacks. you got a couple. A.J. Maddox and Mo Grove is one. Uh, I hear that he may commit to Ole Miss on Saturday. And I don't know that he plays quarterback, to be honest with you. I know some people are like, hey, he was supposed to visit Mississippi State last week. Uh, he's been committed at A&M for a long time. He's not a highly rated kid. And uh, after watching him in person, I'm not sure he's a quarterback on the Power 5 level. I think he's a Power 5 athlete. Maybe he goes a slot receiver. Maybe he becomes a defensive back. I think guys like him, you want to keep him on offense and keep the ball in their hands. But I don't think that he's a guy that's going to challenge uh, to be the quarterback at Ole Miss if he pushes through and uh, signs there. If he sticks with Texas A&M, I don't think he's going to be a quarterback there either. I think that he's a guy – with his athleticism, uh, you've got to find a way to get him the football. But I don't think it's behind center. And some people are going to be like, but Steve, they won the state championship. They absolutely did. And I think that he's a guy that actually may thrive in this all-star game. Just because of the fact, I think he's got the ability to kind of create a little bit. Uh, the best passer between uh, the two quarterbacks, Maddox and Petty, is Trey Petty. Trey probably not going to beat A.J. in a foot race, but Trey is a guy that uh, – is a true quarterback, committed to Illinois. You know, early on, didn't want to be part of a two-quarterback class. Mississippi State's Kevin Barbet stayed on him. We've made a coaching change, and uh, State hadn't really sniffed him. 
But I like Trey. I like Trey a lot. And I think Trey is a guy that's going to be a really good college quarterback. Um, you know, what happens at Illinois in the years to come? I don't know. Is he a guy that enters a transfer portal later and then maybe is a guy that uh, comes home to Starkville or goes to Oxford? I don't know. But as far as the passing game goes, if, there, if we're going to do anything vertically on Saturday, Trey Petty's probably the way to go. Now, running back-wise, things are great, man. Now, Conan Daniel's not playing in a game he was selected, but he pulled out. Uh, but, guys, Daniel Hill, that's the first time I've had a chance to watch him in person. And he said, but Stevie's right there in Meridian. Well, I didn't think State had much of a chance, so I spent my Friday nights going to get pictures and content about players that I expected to be Bulldogs. But watching that kid play, he is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Some people like him at linebacker. Mississippi State's offered him a chance to play running back. I'm told that's what he wants to do. Uh, he tells me his final four, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, uh, and Mississippi State. And so Nick Saban was in the high school earlier this week for the in-home visit. Uh, Daniel is going to announce his decision on January the 6th. It's part of a national all-star game, an All-American Bowl. But he will likely sign next week, and they'll just hold the announcement. Now, Mississippi State has a lot of juice for this kid right now, and a lot of it's because of your commitments. It's because of J.J. Harrell. It's because of Fred Clark. It's because of T.J. Lockhart. It's because of those guys like Michael Van Buren and even Mario Craver that are new to the class, and, hey, let's all just join up together and do something special. Is it too big of a reach to say that Daniel Hill may be better than all those guys? You say, Steve, you just saw him once. I've watched his film, but to watch him field level, this guy is not a typical freshman. You want to talk about a kid that's already physically developed? You want to talk about a kid that understands about putting your foot in the ground and getting north and south? It's Daniel Hill. And I think Jeff Levy will know exactly how to use him if he came here. If he goes to Alabama, he's probably going to be a developmental guy and probably end up at linebacker. And to be fair about it, Alabama's probably already on better linebackers. Alabama's out there kind of chasing some other guys. There's a guy that's committed to Arkansas. It's uh, out of the state of Georgia that Alabama's on. Let's be honest about it. Just kind of call it for what it is. Unless a kid grew up a fan of Arkansas, if Alabama wants him, he's going to flip. Not to mention, is it closer to home? It's a better program. But Daniel Hill is really, really good. Uh, Chris Davis out of Picayune is committed to uh, Stanford. He's not as big as I thought he was going to be. And uh, that doesn't mean he won't thrive in this game. I think he's a guy that can make some plays. But um, Chris, I think – I've been burned on this picking running back thing before. And what I mean by that is, is they do such a good job running their offense down there. If you get a good athlete to hand the football behind that offensive line, the way they run the football and the way they run their scheme, and they've been running the same scheme since those kids were like 10 years old, picking will run you out of the stadium. And there are a lot of guys that benefit. I remember Albert Richard's a guy I loved down there and uh, never did much on the college. He wasn't much of a college prospect, but he was a heck of a high school player. And so sometimes I wonder what these picking running backs are. they just products of the system. And there hasn't been a lot of those guys that have gone to the next level and really excelled. And so maybe that's not fair to Chris, but I think Chris is a guy, too, that you've you, you got to kind of watch. That's just my personal opinion. Wide receiver-wise, this group's outstanding. 
It absolutely is. And uh, I think, what, six wide receivers in a group? You know most of them. You know J.J. Harrell. You know Stonka Burnside. You know uh, San Francisco McGee and others. Uh, Narelle White, of course, Ole Miss commitment. Uh, you got some dudes out there that can make some plays, and I think that's going to be a big part of this thing is getting the ball out on the perimeter. You're going to have to have some guys who can block on the perimeter and run the bubble some. San Frisco was the guy that really impressed me yesterday. I, like, I knew what to expect from J.J., and I saw Frisco at, at the big dog camp, and he really, to me, elevated his stock. I liked him from the beginning, but after seeing him at big dog camp, and I've had some other people tell me, oh, Mississippi State's not going to take him. Let me tell you this. If we didn't take him, we're idiots. And we have taken him. That guy's really, really good. And he is a little more developed physically. And I think he is his game is rounded out a little more, even more so than Stonka Burnside and J.J. Harrell. Now, they may have a higher ceiling. But I think Frisco is a guy in this game and probably is a younger receiver, can block on the perimeter and get out and pass catch. I thought he was outstanding yesterday in drills. Uh, he is the guy that can really elevate in traffic and get outside the numbers and make plays for you. In the red zone, that's how I w- who I would look for because he's going to go as high as he needs to to secure a catch. He's a freak of an athlete. And I think there's so many people out there, oh, you know, well, Ole Miss dropped him. I don't believe it for a second. I can't share it with you, but I got evidence to the contrary. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how that uncoupling with Ole Miss kind of was facilitated. He's a bulldog now, and he always wanted to be a bulldog. He had some people around him that were trying to suggest otherwise, and for a while they talked him into that. But in the end, he and his parents won out. This kid can really play, and I don't need anybody from Ole Miss to validate that for me. I know what my own eyes have seen. I've been doing this for a long time. San Francisco McGee is going to be a dude at Mississippi State. Provided he works hard, stays healthy, he's going to be a guy that's going to make you proud. Uh, we talk about the defensive line group, and everybody's like, I can't believe Ole Miss is getting all these defensive linemen. And, hey, give them credit. They have. Uh, Dave Turner got here, uh, you know, what, in January, December. And, um, yeah, it was late December. Yeah, late December we got Dave in. So he was kind of behind the eight ball. And some people have taken issue with me saying that. Uh, recruiting is not something that just happens in six weeks. You got to evaluate these guys. Now, Kamarion Franklin, he's been a known commodity for a while. I still love him. I know some other people are like, oh, he's going to Ole Miss. We shouldn't talk about him. I love the kid's game. Now, does he need to learn or play to run better? You better believe it. He's got to be able to use that wingspan and get people off of him and shed blocks. But if you were going to, like, draw up what you wanted a guy to look like, it would be Kamarion. Is he as good as Chris Jones? No, he's not in that, in that group. I wouldn't even say he's even in the Bernito Jones category. But Kamarion has some flash to him, can be an explosive player, and uh, there's nothing wrong with him that college coaching can't fix. Uh, I think he's the top defensive lineman in the state. Some other people want to argue with me about that. I I don't care where he's going to school. I'm not blind. I see the guy out there. And take the blinders off. Take off the running white glasses, and you see this kid and say, you know what? This kid, after being in a college weight room for a year – having some college coaching, kind of rounding out the fine points of his game, he's going to be really good. And we need him to be good on Saturday. Uh, Cam Beavers was there. Now, I don't know what's going on with Cam. Uh, I love Cam in the beginning. I still love Cam, but he is um, – he's lost a bunch of weight. He was originally listed at 305, and I thought he was a natural three-tech. After seeing him yesterday in person – 
I don't know that that's the case. I think he's going to need a couple years in the weight room to kind of put on some good weight and kind of learn to play uh, as a 295-pound, 310-pound type uh, interior guy. I, I think he is a little more of a project than I thought early on. And I'm not talking bad about him because he went to Ole Miss. You just heard me praise Kamaria. I'm just giving you my honest opinion. Uh, I think Cam is probably a guy that's going to need some time. Uh, again, more of a developmental guy than I thought initially. And, again, that's, you know, again, I spend my Friday nights now going to watch kids are going to Mississippi State. So my first time to see him in person in a real football environment was yesterday. And that's another thing, too. We go back to the rankings. You know, you get out. This is the last chance you get to see guys that should be at their best, right? Provided they're healthy, they've already gone through four years of football, they've gotten through their senior year, which just ended in the last couple of weeks, they ought to be in football shape, right? So you're, you're getting a pretty good – yeah, it's an all-star game, but you're getting a pretty good idea of who they are and what they are. It's true. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like I like Cam, but I don't think he's going to see the field in Oxford as early as Kamarion is. I think Kamarion's a guy that uh, will play fairly early uh, up there. Uh, just my personal opinion. You you may disagree. Now, the linebackers, I really like uh, Jamonte Waller. I do. But I don't know that he's a true linebacker. He has a linebacker build. They've kind of played him some as an edge. I think that's where he fits. Uh, his wingspan is absolutely ridiculous. And he plays hard. I mean, you can just turn the tape on and you watch it. He's uh, flipped from Florida to Auburn. Another Picayune guy, but I'll tell you, watching Waller, finding the right place for him schematically is going to make all the difference. Now, is he a guy that's going to be able to get out and run in coverage? I don't think so. Not against SEC backs. I don't think so. Uh, can he be a guy in zone coverage and kind of squat there in his zone and just kind of play the ball in front of him? Yeah, he can do that. Uh, can he get out there and defend in the flats? You know, we'll see. He's a bit of a tweener. Uh, they've kind of used him as a defensive end, but again, he's kind of got that linebacker build. But with that length he has, you think he ought to be able to keep people away from him. That big wingspan, kind of thrust those hands and get get up and shed blocks. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but he's interesting. He's interesting, and I think that with him, again, it's going to be about fit. But I won't be surprised if you look up here in three years and people are like, oh my gosh, how do we let this kid get away? And I think there may be some other people that come back and say, you know what? Uh, he didn't find the right scheme for himself, and um, maybe he's a bust. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of middle ground with him uh, because he is a tweener. But I will tell you this, the kid plays hard. He plays exceptionally hard, and if you watch his film again, uh, with Picayune, you'll see what I'm talking about. This is a guy that gets after it, for sure. He just doesn't have a true position. Now, Fred Clark does. Uh, Fat Clark, Mississippi State commitment. Uh, you should expect him to have an uptick in the rankings here pretty soon. Finally, right? Finally. But Fats and Mike linebacker all the way. Very active linebacker. When I went to Washington play against Grenada, he was everywhere. Everywhere. Chased the ball on every single play. Uh, probably needs to do a little bit better job of getting on blocks, but he's able to fit gaps pretty well. And, and kind of watch him yesterday. He flowed to the football well. And, again, it's not real football. You know, we're just in shells up there running around. You know, uh, no full contact out there. But I won't be surprised in a game like this where everybody's just trying to get out there and – run some semblance of offense. I won't be the least bit surprised if you look up at the end of the ballgame. In fact, Clark's got, you know, 15 tackles. You know, this game was built for a guy like him. Uh, I tell you who he kind of reminds me of, and it's going to excite you a little bit, a little bit like Errol Thompson. I, I don't see him in, in the same athleticism vein as Buki, 
but I think he's a more like Errol Thompson. Probably a kind of a cross between the two. Very, very active guy. Not scared to get out there and uh, and put his head in there and make contact. He's a guy that's got contact courage kind of beyond his years. Uh, but I, I do like him a lot. And we did skip off the O-line. Let, let, let me finish defense. We'll go back to O-line. I hate to be so disjointed. But uh, I tell you, the group that I'm most worried about is this secondary. I, I, I think if Alabama can protect, we're going to have a tough time matching up against Alabama. I, I really do. I think our front seven can be good. I think I think defensive line-wise, we've got enough um, to get out there and compete. Of course, there's some other guys out there. You know, Caleb Moore is a guy that's committed to sort of miss uh, from Old Grove. I, I think Caleb's a guy that in a game like this can be really good. Uh, but the secondary, I'm, I'm worried about the group. And after watching them in person, uh, I, I think the size of some of these defensive backs have been largely overstated throughout the recruiting process. I mean, just watching them out there, even in one-on-one drills, I mean, guys, San Francisco McGee, J.J. Harrell and those guys, they're, they're matchup problems for these DBs. We've got some squat corners, basically. we got some guys out there that uh, probably are going to struggle in man-to-man coverage, and there's going to be a ton of it, and there's going to be miscommunication for sure. You know, the, the Miller kid from Port Gibson might have been the best DB I saw yesterday, committed to Southern Miss. And uh, he was the guy that I hoped Mississippi State would take. He wanted to come to Mississippi State. Uh, didn't, didn't work out. But uh, yesterday after practice, you had players walking up to him wanting to introduce themselves. You know, didn't know much about him. He earned some respect in practice yesterday. Uh, you know, we talk about Broomfield out of Clarksdale, a kid that plays hard, but uh, I worry a little bit about his foot speed. You know, he's a guy that's got to get in the weight room, put on some weight, you know that. Uh, and, and they all do, like they all do. That's not, you know, a criticism of him. But uh, this, this secondary could be a little sketchy come Saturday. I think those coaches have a lot a lot to figure out between now and then. And if you look around the state this year, there, there's not a ton of DBs you look at and say, okay, this is a great year for DBs in the state. It's really not. And then, well, we got to go play a game, right? But, you know, I, again, P.J. Woodland out there is committed to LSU – uh, a little bit undersized guy. He plays hard, competes. Um, had some tough outs at times at Big Dog Camp, and then had some tough wins at times. You know, so he's a guy that gives as well as he gets. But guys, it's it's math, not magic, right? When you've got a guy that's you know five six inches taller and got a greater vertical leap and a bigger catch radius, it doesn't matter what good how good a corner you are. You know, sometimes the other guy, the bigger guy, is going to win. That's just how it works. You can have good coverage. Uh, but the guy with the bigger wingspan and a bigger catch radius is going to win more times than not. Uh, and I just wonder if we get in a situation where we have to start chasing these Alabama receivers, uh, what's going to happen? It could be a tough day. We're going to have to depend on that defensive front as linebackers to get some pressure. And, again, there's limited rules about how you pressure quarterbacks. I skipped the offensive line. Um, I really like Isaiah Autry, and I liked him more than I expected to. Uh, committed to Oklahoma, I, my hope is Jeff Levy will like – Maybe make a late push, and it's getting really late now. But uh, but he looked good. He did look good. And I, I watched this junior film, and I thought at times he had a little bit of aversion to contact, which doesn't work well with the offensive lineman, right, because you're making contact every play. But watching him yesterday, how he moved around, and I went back last night and watched some senior film of him, he's really beginning to develop. He is. Uh, I won't say that he was soft, but I will tell you, I, I don't know that he had the vigor that I wanted 
last year. I think he's beginning to develop that. Uh, but you, you, you watch him get off the bus, you're like, yeah, that's a football player. Uh, now, T.J. Lockhart, this guy was born to play guard. He played some at tackle this year at Winona, of course, did a great job, helped lead those guys to a state championship. But even watching him move and operate yesterday at right guard, it just seemed so natural to him. This is, you know, there are some people that get a pride issue and say, I don't want to do that. I want to, no. He's embraced it. He's known since he's been recruited, he's going to be a guard. But watching him get out there and move, it seems really, really comfortable for him. Uh, I like the center from uh, Hattiesburg High School. His name is Elijah. I'll have to look it up here. A little bit undersized, a little bit squatty guy. But uh, a guy that I think um, can have a good career there at Southern Miss. You know, he's a guy that got a little something about him, you know. And there's a bunch of those guys out there that uh, in Mississippi that maybe with a couple more inches would be SEC players. They've got, you know, they got the girth. They just don't have the length sometimes. Um, yeah, but, uh, and it was Damian Miller from Port Gibson, just, you know, earlier. But uh, the center is Elijah Baker from Hattiesburg High School. And uh, we've got him rated an 85. I think he's probably a little bit better than that. But uh, he's going to have his hands full with that Alabama defensive line, for sure. But it'll be interesting. These games always boil down to protection. You know, who can protect? Can you, whoever can, you know, that's why it's so important to hire a great offensive line coach because you got to you got to work this thing together basically is a miracle. Uh, but I had a chance to speak to Judd Boswell, and I'll run that piece tomorrow. Kind of preview in the game. It's a special deal, man. It is. And uh, as a guy that's, you know, kind of had to fight these recruiting wars over the years when it's come to rankings, you know, uh, especially when I find out, oh, well, this guy, you know, hey, this guy, he's from Alabama, he's committed to Alabama, so he's got to be a four-star. And then all of a sudden you get him on the field and the kids from Mississippi just kind of run through him. I come back later and say, remember that kid you were telling me? Yeah, well, here's the clips, you know. And uh, that's important to understand, too. And so you never want to base your full evaluation on an all-star game because it's not even a real football game because the rules are so uh, restrictive in many respects. But athleticism is athleticism, and and you see that. But there's been some guys in the past that, uh, you know, have had good games that have worked their way into some opportunities like Tavez Calhoun. It's so funny. I saw C.J. Johnson yesterday. I remember C.J., former Bulldog commitment that went to Ole Miss and and uh, I, I made a comment. I said, yes, yeah, C.J. played in this game. And uh, we had a great visit. We really did. And uh, it was good to see him and uh, spoke extensively, you know, just kind of about recruiting and things of that nature. But I asked him, I said, hey, you remember when you played in this game? Do you know who got the MVP? And he just grinned and said, no, I forgot. Yeah, it was Tavez Calhoun. That's who it was. Uh, C.J. had a good ball game. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Tavez Calhoun – uh, was basically an under-recruited athlete until the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game and then wins the MVP. And next thing you know, Coach Tony Hughes and Mississippi State offer him a scholarship and uh, and he returns home to Mississippi State and uh, spent some time in the league for a while. Yeah, think about that for a second, how the, the, the path of Tavez Calhoun's life was changed because he was part of the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game and then wins the MVP and ends up in the National Football League. So who could that be this weekend? And we'll find out together. All right, final segment of the show brought to you by the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. Just Google the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. You can find our Facebook page. You can go through and look at those great pictures and kind of get an idea what the property looks like. I've toured the property. I can tell you it's absolutely outstanding. If you're bringing a big group to Starkville, whether it be for a work event, a family event, or just a Friendsgiving, whatever you do, I don't know what you do. 
But if you need a place to stay, rather than go out there and waste a ton of money, get four or five hotel rooms, why not have everybody under one roof? Wouldn't that be cool? Right? You know, everybody wants to, uh, to Airbnb it these days. But I'm going to encourage you, book through the Evolve website. When you book the Stark Vegas Clubhouse, we can save you a little money with that. 10% off your stay by using promo code BSR10. Five bedrooms, the wet bar, that great fire pit outside. Not a lot of neighbors around. We don't want you to get too rowdy, but uh, you're not going to have a lot of people impeding on your time, right? So whether it's a work event, you need everybody under one roof just to make it easier to access each other, this is the way to go. We're going to use it next time all the kids come home because my kids are scattered, man. But when they all come in, we're going to just lease this place out and just kind of make it feel like a vacation, a bit of a staycation in some respects. We'll stay right here in Starkville at the Stark Vegas Clubhouse. And again, book through the Evolve website, promo code BSR10 to save 10% off your stay. All right, uh, we're going to finalize this list. We've got some more text messages to send, and we'll, we'll probably have a preview for you tomorrow over at jeanspage.com. Um, but official visitors, we've confirmed several. Still working to confirm a few more. Going to be a group similar to as big as last week. Uh, Keaton Thomas committed to Baylor. I'll double-check with him. As of Monday, he wasn't sure if he's going to take the visit or not. He was still trying to figure that out. Uh, we'll have a trio of East Mississippi Community College prospects on campus. Marcus Ross, the linebacker, a late offer for Mississippi State, Ashawn Shepard, and, of course, Tyler Woodard. Tyler uh, uh, got some social media attention here in the last couple of days, announcing a top three despite his commitment to Mississippi State. Uh, we don't expect any issues there, but you never rule that out. Uh, a new offer, Elijah Cannon out of Coconut Creek High School in Pompano Beach, Florida, he is the guy that committed to FAU and Coach Corey Bell, your new corners coach. And Mississippi State certainly needs corners. Also got a couple of DBs from Ohio State, one from Michigan State that we're tracking. Uh, Johnny Daniels, running back, commitment from Colin. Also uh, Brookhaven High School's Xavier Gayton. One of the more intriguing prospects that has uh, reached the Bulldog radar is corner Jaden Lewis. Uh, out of Annis, Anniston, Alabama, a former Auburn commitment, excuse me, and uh, also taking part in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star practices. Uh, talking to some 247 evaluators, uh, they are very, very intrigued by him. His ranking will hold. Uh, he is currently rated a 90 and a composite four-star, so we expect him to be a guy that uh, – uh, could come to Mississippi State and uh, be an impact player. And listen, there's plenty of uh, room in the cornerback's room with all these departures uh, through the transfer portal. Uh, Kylan Fox out of Loganville, Georgia, a Grayson High School product, is committed to Central Florida, and he has announced that he is going to take a visit to Mississippi State. We've confirmed that with him through the national desk. Shortly after we confirm it, he tweets out, I'm a knight, of course, which is the Black Knights of Central Florida. Um does he remain with them? It appears that Mississippi State has some work to do this weekend, but he does say that Jeff Labby is an offensive genius. Uh, he measures in at 6'4", right at 210 pounds as we get ready to um, kind of rebuild this tight ends room. We need some guys that are true tight ends. And so uh, should be, again, a, a very, very busy uh, weekend. And these uh, transfer guys, they don't show up on our visit list. We'll do our best to kind of keep that uh, updated and a prize for all of you. So uh, be sure – uh, to keep it locked in on Gene's page. As I mentioned on Sunday, I'll be on the road to Ohio, but uh, we'll be calling visitors and working from the car. We'll charge up the laptop and, uh, you know, just handle business from the road, and we'll need Justin Farmer to help us out a little bit. But uh, 
Got a lot of stories to write, and it will certainly make for a uh, longer day. Uh, but uh, some uncommitted guys uh, taking the visit this weekend. And uh, do they announce on Sunday, or do they just wait and do it on Wednesday? I don't know. Uh, but I do think that's something to, to kind of keep up with. Now, Jaquan Bolden, uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, wrapped up his official visit today. We'll be trying to catch up with him soon. There's some discussion about him taking an official visit to Ole Miss this weekend. Uh, I've had some member of the family tell me they don't know if that visit happens, that uh, Mississippi State's where he's wanted to be. So we'll see how things go. feel pretty good about where things stand with him. Uh, and, again, we'll check in with him and just kind of see how things progress. But uh, Jaquan, a big 6'7", 350-pounder, probably needs to drop by 25 pounds and could probably play right tackle for you. But what State's needs on the offensive line, you got to hit them. Now, McKaywin Pounders, you remember McKaywin Pounders? Let me refresh your memory a little bit. McKaylin Pounders was committed to Mississippi State. And Ole Miss people said over and over again, we can flip him, we can flip him, we can flip him. Well, eventually they did. And then the day before signing day, you know, he shows up at his field house asking his coach and staff, hey, do you have my scholarship paperwork from Ole Miss? Well, of course they didn't. And the paperwork never came. And so then everybody scrambled at the last minute. I even made some calls to Arkansas State and to uh, Southern Miss trying to help the young man. Fortunately, Memphis still had a spot for him. They took him. Uh, he redshirted his first year, went through a couple of years. They had a really good year this year at Memphis. And uh, is taking an official visit to State this weekend and uh, told me that he's already spoken to Coach Jeff Labby. Uh, and so he feels good about the opportunity to be at Mississippi State. And I think that's one, too, that we might get sooner rather than later. And so when you start thinking about the fact that, hey, you, know, you lose so much on the offensive line, but you return Percy Lewis, you return Leon Bell, you return Albert Reese, but you probably need three guys. Well, you've got Ethan Miner already in, in the bag, and you get Jaquan Bolton, you get McKaylin Pounders. I think your needs are met when you factor in the fact you got three high school guys too. But high school guys aren't going to help us win next year, especially on the offensive line. And a guy like McKaylin Pounders, is he a guard with us? He's 6'5", 290. Is he right tackle with us? Does he compete at left tackle? I don't know. But when you've got a guy that's got that kind of versatility, uh, you got to go take him. And so that'll be interesting. Uh, and so, of course, we'll continue to try to, to confirm visits because, you know, as you remember on Monday, there were a handful of guys that were expected to visit, uh, have elected to cast their lot elsewhere and won't be visiting us this weekend. So we're working through all of that, trying to get the truth for you. Uh, as my wife says, it's kind of like a soap opera for men with this recruiting stuff. But uh, maybe there's some truth to that. But uh, we've got a lot of female friends and fans that kind of keep up with recruiting, too. Uh, and I don't think anybody does a better job of that than we do. And, uh, you know, I think after I talk to Miner today, we'll be the only company that spoke to every visitor from last weekend. Uh, and what a good weekend that proved to be. Still waiting to hear what Justin Ball is going to do. That's a tight end prospect out of Vanderbilt. Uh, Gregory, Gregory Jenross out of uh, Butler Community College, decommitted from Arkansas. And uh, just not sure where things stand with him. I spoke to him, and he's just not sure what he's going to do yet. Uh, does Mississippi State take him? Those are one things you think about. We had him on an official visit. I think ultimately we probably do. Uh, but that's a situation that it's still you're kind of evolving. You know, he was the guy that was set to commit to Mississippi State before Zach Arnett got fired, as was Mario Craver. Uh, we, we get Craver in the boat. Maybe now we bring Jen Ross home. And, again, you think about, you know, the needs of tight end position – you know, maybe you wait and see what Colin Fox does and then say, you know what, if he doesn't want to come, we'll take Jen Ross. I'm not sure how that all meshes together. But, uh, again, tomorrow after our text and calls tonight, 
we feel like we'll have a good list of who to expect on Friday. And uh, we look forward to sharing that with you and, of course, uh, coverage all weekend. Now, we do not contact visitors while they're on campus. We're going to let your coaches work. I mean, the last thing those players need is a distraction from all of us. And your coaches certainly don't want us texting and calling those kids, hey, how are things going? I mean, that's just – it's just too creepy. We're just not going to do it. And, uh, yeah, do I hear things? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the bottom line is once guys get on campus, we're, we're very hands-off about that. We don't interview them on campus. Uh, we do our best to avoid if we call them on Sunday and find out they're still on campus, we tell them, hey, well, leave, call me when you leave campus uh, because we don't want to get the university in a situation where uh, it's an NCAA violation, and it is. Uh, we, we've dealt with that many times before. When they're an official guest of the university, uh, they are the property of the university, uh, at least privacy-wise, and that's how we observe it, and uh, that's how we always will. And uh, I can't comment on how other schools do stuff but that's how Mississippi State does it. We're going to abide by what Mississippi State does and what they expect. Uh, we cover Mississippi State on Mississippi State's terms. Simple as that. And there's no scoop out there that's worth burning relationships that we have with the university. Uh, it's interesting. There's so many people when John Cohen left said, well, Steve doesn't have any sources, but yet we continue to break news left and right. So it would be a lesson to you. All right, uh, I haven't done it recently. I had somebody hit me up. I mean, I've said it for years now. If you're looking for Stark Villains gear, go to StarkVillains.com, and uh, you can get your T-shirts and hoodies. Kind of cutting it close now. So if you want one, you need to make a move quickly for Christmas. Last year, one of the things that made my Christmas is I got a picture of uh, two couples, two husbands and wives, and everybody's wearing a Stark Villain hoodie. How cool is that? Made my Christmas, really did. I mean, you know. I was out in New Mexico. All of a sudden, that picture crossed my timeline. I'm like, look at this. It's amazing. Uh, but, yeah, we, uh, we're empty nesters. So, you know, Ian will be home, our youngest. He'll come by and open his gifts. And, of course, nowadays, uh, Dee Dee, as they call her, uh, Dana. Her name is Dana Diane. So when she was a kid, they called her Dee Dee. And so we brought that back. It's her grandmother name, Dee Dee. And so most of her stuff now will be uh, bought through Amazon and shipped to people so she won't be buying and wrapping gifts and putting them under the tree quite the transition for us but uh, we still put the tree up nonetheless and she did the decorating herself and uh, we didn't go all out this year because we're not going to be doing much hosting but uh, again 11 days to Christmas and I hope you're getting prepared I've procrastinated a little bit but I've only got one person to buy for so uh, we'll get that taken care of and we'll have a great Christmas and uh, I'll be back tomorrow And uh, we'll talk a little basketball tomorrow. You know, Mississippi State uh, survived the game last night. We needed a big, big big stop and a big offensive possession late to knock off Murray State. Got out of there with an 84-81 win. But we'll talk some basketball tomorrow. Uh, The ladies play tonight. Of course, we'll recap that, talk about the men's game, and uh, kind of preview the weekend. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we're, we're winning. But, man, I tell you what, we need Tolu back, don't we? Uh, But I was hoping to get this show up for all of you that uh, listened to the Boneyard on your way home. Been a very, very busy day here. I'm looking forward to this time next week, you know, we'll have the um, have signing day behind us, right? The signing period will be open, but but most everybody signs the first day. Uh, So we will probably just simply wait until after all the signing day stuff is done on Wednesday. And so I'll record a show later that evening. And again, we're going to be up in Ohio training for the new business. And so I'll make some time to do that. And um, don't know how long we go, but we'll see. And uh, I'll be back at Mission Control uh, on Thursday. 
And uh, don't worry, I've got plenty of people house-sitting for me and taking care of the dogs. Uh, but we're still going to provide you content no matter where we are. And I uh, look forward to being a part of that. And if you're not a member of jeanspage.com, you certainly should be. Uh, the driving force in the Mississippi State media. Come by and uh, join our merry band of maroon misfits and take advantage of uh, you know access to our experts and things of that nature. Nobody writes more content about Mississippi State than we do. Uh, you know we, we average over ten stories a day, and uh, that's a big part of what we do. We want to provide you guys with the most up to date information as possible, and uh, so we're excited about that aspect of our lives. And uh, we want to thank you as always for everybody that's been. Everybody's been so supportive over the years, whether you're a subscriber to Gene's page, you listen to this show, you buy the books, you buy the merch, uh, anything that you've done, man, you guys are so incredibly appreciated. I'm so grateful for each of you. Uh, guys, I've lived an amazing life. I really have. And uh, I get a chance to do what I do for the people that I care the most about, and that's all of you. And uh, it's so great. We had these book signings. People come out and say hello and say, hey, Steve, I always wanted to meet you. I listen to the show all the time. I love the show. Uh, we live out of state, and it's so nice because we don't get sports radio here and uh, appreciate what you and uh, and your friends do with their bone podcast. And so uh, we didn't always have access to that, right? And so now we do. But, uh, again, thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for all that you guys have done uh, to help us. And, again, back on Friday, and don't forget Friday at noon, Lemuria Books, book signing there in Jackson, and then Campus Book Mart in Starkville on Saturday 1 to 3. I will remind you tomorrow, and we'll post it on social media. But remember, tomorrow, Lemuria Books, if you can't make it down there, phone in your order, and I can personalize the book for you. And uh, you can pay with a credit card or over the phone. And then when you get off work, you can come by and pick it up. Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah. Uh, but if you can't make it to those signings, just hit us up at whenthebottomfalls.com. And uh, looking forward to getting to work on the dude, I can promise you. Um, I haven't hold myself back a little bit, but we've got more irons in the fire right now trying to keep recruiting coverage uh, up to date. So until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.